Wata Guan Dreadlock Dynasty. With round one of the NFL season less than a week away, today's episode is all about the power as we reveal part two of the preseason rankings. Who will be number one? Will Brad rank himself first? Does Clinto have enough lube? All of these questions will be revealed off the top of the show. Later in the episode, we will look at some alternative power rankings. We look at the biggest injuries of the off-season, and we have a very serious trade matter to discuss. Shout out to the commission as always, and today we honour the dreadlock theme with a wicked bassline by Robbie Shakespeare. Peace be the journey, my brethren. Hope you enjoy the show. with episode number three of the Dreadlock Dynasty podcast. It's Brad here, and with my main man, Petey, producer Pete. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Brad. Life is good. Just had seven nights in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful um, weather, beautiful food, real nice break, yeah. It's um, something I'll call for not long before you headed off to Singapore. I was in Fiji for eight nights, so clearly it was um, a well-deserved break for each of us to escape the Canberra cold, and... Must admit, you know, it's it's turned here. The weather's looking nice. It's uh, 17 degrees outside, which is positively balmy. The blossoms are out, so which can only lead into one more thing, which means it's the start of NFL time. Yep. And you know, all this all this time leading in, all this research everybody's done, um, trading, drafting. My God, it's finally here, and you know. There's going to be some heartbreak. There's already been some heartbreak. Has, yeah, I'm over the preseason games. Yeah, the I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, it's there's too much talk. It's it's like the um the beat writer talk, oh, you know, all writers. through the preseason hypes everybody up. And you know, I mean, I must admit, I, I buy into it a little bit just because I'm desperate for any any kind of news of any sort. So. But there's definitely been some heartbreak, which we'll touch on a little bit later. But how do you see today's episode going? Yeah, well, how about we just get straight into part two of the most anticipated power rankings. Power. Power. Hashtag power rankings. Now, there's a, there a bit of chat on the, the thread about the power rankings. Indeed. Um, I think, was it Clinto was a bit emotional about his landing spot. That guy loves the emotion. He's a drama queen, yeah. but, you know, we love him all the same. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just remind the listeners out there that, you know, it's a bit of fun. It is. You know, we're just trying to get a, a fun way to rank guys at the start of the season. Um, you know, you can use any any fantasy for football podcast sites or whatever, and, you know, you're going to get different results, I guess. Um, but, you know, hey, and that's exactly it. Like, there's a million ranking sites out there. There's a yeah. million podcasts. We're just trying to be a little bit different to everything else you hear. So, uh, don't take offence on the the rankings. It's a bit of fun, and yeah. you get to call me out when it's wrong oh, later yeah. in the season. Feel so. free to call us out on the chat. <laughs> this was a one-time thing at the start of the year on one website. So, you know, take right. it for what it's worth. No doubt. All right. Well, let's get stuck into part two of hashtag power rankings. All right, Brad, so do you want to give us a, a catch-up on part one of the hashtag power? Hashtag power. Okay, so last time we ran through teams 14 through 8, and 
Rush Hour was our number 14 lowest rank. And I think, you know, for poor JR's sake, I don't know that he's lifted himself up there any further. Um, he's let go of Sammy Watkins to you. Yeah, and is. his beloved Cam Meredith. Oh, Cam Meredith, gone for the year in what looked like a pretty brutal knee injury. So Rush Hour was number 14. Then it led into Yarra Villains at 13. Clint, who we've touched on already, enforces at 12. My Zach Ball Ertz at 11. Dovey. At 10. That's right, Dovey, not, not Dovey. Dovey, yes, yes. I, I like the Dove. Number nine was uh, Maddie with Danger Zone. And uh, number eight was Laurie Beard. So we'll now move into number seven. And we've got the Permian Panthers, Dan the Man. Dan, look, he's got, he's got a, he was a strong last year. He made the final. Made the he final. Finished first overall in regular season standings. Yep, that's right. And I think he, um, you know, he's got a lot of guys here that really, you know, they probably seemed a little bit cold last year, and there's a lot of bounce-back candidates this year. Uh, you know, Cam, the likes of Cam Newton, Amir Abdullah, um, you know, and then he's got Melvin Gordon heading up his running back uh, squad there. Des Bryant, you know, only played a few games last year and was dominant. Kelvin Benjamin's due a big year, so... He's lost all that weight. He has. He's, yeah, that's right. He's got rid of the chubs, so... Um, Look, Dan's, Dan, number seven, could well go much higher. So his defense at this point in time, hard to make a too big a comment on. There's a lot of guys there that could explode or be very mediocre. So what do you think, Pete? Yeah, I like Dan's team, and I think his secret weapon this year is Abdullah. Yeah. So I think he was injured most of the season last year, and, you know, Dan still finished first overall. Um, heartbreak for Dan when Melvin Gordon went down in the finals. Yeah. Um, you know, he was rolling without his number one running back. Um, but overall, he's got a lot of good guys. So um, I'm interested to see how Terrell Pryor goes in the new, true. <clears throat> the yeah. new position there with um, Cousins throwing in the ball. He could be an absolute beast yeah, this year. So. No doubt. Anyway, that's number seven. Good luck, Dan. Number six, do you feel lucky? Do you feel unlucky? Or do you feel unlucky? We've spoken a lot about do you feel unlucky yeah, in the we previous have. podcast. Yeah. So we, we won't go on about this one too much. I mean, look. He's got Matt Ryan, who, you know, made the Super Bowl last year. Yep. Um, David Johnson, that guy just wins games on his own. Devonta Freeman. I mean, T.Y. Hilton, he's, he's got some weapons there. Um, it's, it's when you start to look down beyond the offense and you look through his defense and it starts to make you feel a little bit queasy besides the man, J.J. Watt, who they're talking of having, you know, a bigger year than um, last year and the year before. So they're, they're saying J.J.'s better than ever. So... What's his face, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that the defense is, is the mm. weak spot here. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've covered Do You Aren't Feel Lucky in previous podcasts. So we'll move on to number five. Indeed. All right. Number five, Mac Attack Mustangs, Blakey Boy. So here again, um, I find Blake sort of just bobs along under the radar with his, his drafting and his trading. Um, you know, I never sort of look at him as a threat, but then when I actually properly analyse his team, he's a massive threat. So, I mean, he's got two very capable quarterbacks. He's got some um, strength in the running backs. And then he's got a lot of, you know, sort of not elite, but very high-end wide receivers. Um, he just he just seems to pick up, you know, gems yeah. along the way the entire time. So, Yeah, Blake for me is... 
is definitely the dark horse of the league. Yeah. Now, I think in our first podcast, I know I did, I don't remember if you did, we, we put him down as a team that would fall out of the top division. Yeah. And I, I regret that upon, decision, yeah, I think. I, I'm with you there. But I, yeah, I reckon he's, yeah, he's the total dark horse of the league. Um, you know, he's, he makes those little trades on the side with, with Julian, one of the love partners. <laughs> Cheaters. Cheaters. Oh. <laughs> well, JR, you cheated on me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so love is, love has gone cold, yeah. Now, Jayajayi, you know, he's predicted to possibly lead the league in rushing this year. Yeah. 300 um, carries. Yeah, 300 carries. He's Dalvin Cook. Cook. Oh. He could be an absolute monster this yeah. year. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm starting to turn my mind to the Mustangs as a serious threat. Definitely. This league, and we've got him at number five. But as I always say in fantasy football, you got to make the finals and then just roll the dice. Yeah, that's right. You know, so I'd say he's a lock for the finals now, and um, it's just a matter of seeing what happens in the playoffs. One um, one thing to note there is the Edelman injury. True, that well, that does well, take a bit of a hit. You know, he he had sort of four receivers in the the mid twenty rankings, and he now loses one of those. So yep. I mean. How much that hurts him week to week? Yeah, probably not a huge amount, but I, I think Edelman's going to really shake up that Pat's offense because yeah. Brady's got to find that new trusted weapon. So, yeah. and I'm sure they'll work it out. Oh no, yeah, New England <laughs> Belichick's a freak. Okay, that'll do for number five. Number four, cool runnings. You, my man, sitting yeah. next to me. So, um, the winner last year, overall Thank champion. You, you, you know, yes. as we sit here looking at the dynasty champion trophy. Uh, your name engraved on the side. Look, I think, I think you were probably ready for a bit of a shake up this year. You wanted to try a different, uh, approach to the game and we had a blockbuster trade where you traded me Bell and I gave you a couple of, uh. Um, right before the number one. Yeah, pick was yeah. Announced. You yes. know, so, uh, you've got yourself Leonard Fournette there and LaShawn McCoy. So, I mean, you've definitely, you know, you've probably got two guys now that make up the equivalency of Bell, um, as opposed to just having Bell on his own. However, yeah. I noticed you've um, quietly stolen James Conner there, uh, my my main backup for Bell. So, look, <clears throat> you you have the potential to go high again. And, I mean, you know, when you look at your two quarterbacks, Luck and Prescott, I mean, people are, you've got to be pretty happy rolling with those two week to week. So Luck's got plenty of uh, tread left on the tyres and, I mean, Dak, you know, like even if he regresses a little bit this year, he's, you know, he has the potential to become something special. So, and then, you know, you're no slouch in the WR either. You've got AJ Green. Who else have you got in the, I mean, Decker, he's good for another year or two, I think. He's just going to be a pass catcher. You've got Alan Robinson, who's just always got ability. He just needs the ball thrown to him. Delaney Walker as your best tight end. I mean... He's gone. I've um, traded him off to the godfather, Shane. That is right. I totally forgot about um, that trade. Devontae Parker came back. That's... Ah, Devontae. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, wow. You've, you've still got some firepower, man. You're still thereabouts. So, I mean, quite easily you could end up number one again. It's, um, you know, it really comes down to how Fournette and McCoy yeah. pan out for you for the year. I think they've... There seems to be a bit of a worry about Fournette's foot injury and whatever else, but I'm not buying it. I think he's going to be a beast. Yeah, looking at my team right now, I, I can't see my championship heroes. It, yeah. I've traded them out. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, gone. T.Y. Hilton, gone. Delaney Walker, gone. Um, I even started um, 
Matthews yeah. in, in the final. Yeah. So I see these new names and, you know, sure, AJ Green sounds nice. Leonard Fournette sounds nice, but what have they done for me? Yeah. They haven't done anything for me. So That's I don't, right. I don't have much of a, a strong connection to my guys right now. It's a bit of a wait and see for you. And I mean, mm. you know, you're still strong at linebacker, but that perfect three game suspension certainly yeah. just, just yeah. dents it a little bit at the start of the year. So sure if does. you can scrape through those first few weeks, when he comes back, he's going to be an absolute animal again. So, I mean, man, you could end anywhere, anywhere from, you know, six to number one again. I yeah. Think, so. uh, well, hey, make the finals, roll the dice. Exactly. That's what it's about. All right. Who we got at number three? Number three, Rambro. Run at me, bro. So this guy, look, I'm still waiting to do my first trade with him. Um, he, he's the only guy holding out. The last on me. man. Oh, man. Last man standing. It's so hard to get. It's ridiculous, but that's all good. Look, he's got a lot of studs on his team. He he just works away quietly in the background, and you know you don't often see a huge amount of trading from from Rambro, but he just seems to have picked up the right kind of guys. He's he's certainly strong enough a quarterback. Kirk Cousins sort of leading it up there for him, but he's got some depth behind that. Then he's got Demarco Murray and uh, and Todd Gurley as his two main running backs. Um, Lamar Miller there as well, and Lamar. I mean, Paul you Perkins. know, I think it's a pretty solid running it, back. He's court. got some options there, and you know, Lamar's due to have a bigger year this year. Demarco, if his body holds up, he's another beast in that offense again. So then you throw over to his WR corpse, and he's you know he's rolling out Brandon Cooks, Dougie Baldwin, Devonta Adams, Michael Crabtree. I mean, wow. That's, that's some nice yeah. arsenal to have it in your in your armory there. So, um, and then again, roll over to his tight ends, and he's you know Zach Ertz, who's projected to have a buster year this year with yeah, the, Jordan Matthews out of town. Yeah, um, like all those passes are probably going to go to Zach, and he had a quiet year last year, so he can only get better, right? Yep. And then across to his defense, I mean, there's nobody. That's a huge standout in his defense for me. Pierre Paul had a big preseason. Mm. Um, and if he rolls on with that, he's going to just destroy quarterbacks all year. But as for the remainder of his defense, it doesn't get me excited at this point. But, you know, I mean, Von Miller, boom or bust, massive games, quiet games. You know, that's just the nature of having those outside linebackers. Yeah. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, it definitely needs some work at defence, but I'm sure he can, you know, work that out as the season progresses. You know, injuries happen. Injuries happen, and you know, look, he's got enough firepower in his offence to trade away one of those studs for, you know, a couple of, um, you know, a linebacker and a, a defensive back as a, you know, two for one type trade. So yeah, I'm looking at Brian hit. Hoyer. Brian Hoyer on his squad. I think this was a sneaky pickup. He, I remember he picked him up off waivers at mm. some point in the off season. And uh, I think you probably beat quite a few guys on that one. I think uh, I think you're right, man, because that Shanahan offense it has massive upside. Like the ceiling there is huge. He's thrown to Garcon. He's got Carlos Hyde. Um, you know, Hoyer's Hoyer had a pretty good preseason. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's accurate. Hmm. He loves to throw the ball. And yeah, in PPR, what more do you want, really? Like the touchdowns may not be as high, but he's going to have the yardage and the and the catches. That's it for Rambo, and then we roll on. So, coming in at number one, trapped under ice, the Iceman, ice, ice baby, granddaddy, the Godfather, the Godfather. He's gonna the most power, the most power, the biggest power of them all. 
he's going to love this, no doubt. He's, I know he's just literally walked back in off a plane from Thailand. Is he right? He's um, extremely sunburnt, so yeah. no doubt developing a, a mint tan. Um, he tells me he got to catch the Foo Fighters whilst in Bangkok as oh, well. Wow. So, I mean, he's Fantastic. had himself a nice holiday. Yeah. So, roll on into the season, Shane. Um, you've timed that perfectly, and you've timed it perfectly to come in as our top ranker. So, I mean, Rogers, number one, you know, they don't get any better than him. Um, Brady's nibbling at his heels, but Rogers is still number one for mine. Drew Brees, tucked in right behind Brady. Wow, I mean, they're both getting older, but... Like PPR, those guys are just animals. Like oh, they're yeah. putting up 30, 40 points a week before you even start. So, and then you roll across to his running backs. He's got Ingram. I've taken Isaiah Crowell off him. He's got Ingram. He's got Montgomery. He's got Perrine. He's got Blau Powell. You know, Powell is a is a huge upside this year with the the Feral Jets offense. Yeah, so, I saw they were looking to shop Forte around. Yeah, putting him straight into RB one category maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Powell's really got, you know, the highest ceiling of them all there, I think. And then you roll across to his wide receivers. And, I mean, you know, one thing he does have here is two wide receivers from the same team, which is potentially not ideal or, you know, is a great move should one go down. So, Well, I mean, this situation, you're talking about Antonio Brown and Matavius Bryant, this is a high-powered offense. Yeah, and, and you see all the numbers and the reports about yeah. how much better they play when both of them are playing. Yeah, and yeah. so they could get some very big numbers. That's right. Those two. And then you roll down through the rest of these wide receivers. He's got some other contributors there. So, And I think from the list we're looking at at the moment, there there may have been another trade or two here or there. So he's certainly not losing anything in his wide receivers, rolling out Antonio Brown week to week and particularly those quarterbacks. His tight ends, I know he was making a lot of move at the tight end um, to, to bolster that area. So he's now got Delaney from you, as we discussed before. Um, he's got Kobe Fleener. Najoku, you know, he's got a few guys there that, you know, can definitely contribute. Very solid rotation players, definitely a tight end. His defensive ends are strong. His linebackers, um, you know, some of them are getting older, but they're definitely still contributors. Thomas Davis had a huge year. Justin Houston, he's got Wagner there, who's, you know, by far and away the top. I mean, he doesn't lose anything at LB, and then... He's he's got again some older guys in the defensive backs, and they're all all very capable of putting up scores. So it's a it's a pretty well rounded team, um, and where he just sort of streaks ahead, I think, is those those quarterback options. Um, they definitely help take his his rankings to number one. So That's right, so maximum power, big power for Shane. Now number two, we we glossed over number two. We so did. who comes in at number two? There's only one team left, and that's got to be trading day. That is mine. Uh, it is trading day. I glossed over it because, you know, people already think I'm a little bit biased towards my own squad anyway. And, you know, JR tells me he wouldn't want to touch my squad as it is and blah, blah, blah. Well, so the love I, is gone. The love is definitely gone. There's, <laughs> there's so much hatred there right now. It's, you know, we should almost be um, a match-up on the, the rivalry week. But, yes. You know. Yes, good point. <laughs> But look, my team, I mean, I feel, and I've had this discussion with you before, Petey, that I'm in my championship window, but probably the next, this season and next. Yeah, well, um, let's not forget you finished with the most fantasy points last season. I did. So, you know. I did. And arguably, I think I've probably strengthened my position. Yeah. Um, I've got Brady for a whole year this year rather than uh, the four games missing. Yeah. I've picked up Bell. Um, I mean, 
Blunt, I'm not 100% confident he's going to produce anything like what he did last year. So I think I've probably lost a little bit there. Um, I've got Crowell now, who I've got um, a pretty high opinion of behind the offensive line there. I think he's going to have another good year. Picked up Larry Fitzgerald, who's, you know, he's on his coffin. Um, he's got one foot in, so, you know, he's ready to hop into his grave. Jordy Nelson, if he can stay fit, I mean, you know, that guy's top five wide receiver. And then I've got a bunch of other guys who are capable. So, you know. Well, I've... let's talk about D.D. Westbrook. My, my phone <laughs> was blowing up yesterday when D.D. Westbrook, what, he went over 100 yards, a TD. For the second time. For the second time in the preseason. So yeah. that's, that's, that's two games in the preseason where D.D. has gone over 100 yards, picked up, I think, six or seven catches. Nice. And um, yeah. picked up a TD. So... I mean, look, he, you sound like JR talking about one of his wide receivers. Uh, it's right pretty now. rare that I get excited about a rookie. So, I mean, this guy may well fizzle out to be nothing, but the writing is on the wall for me that he has a clear path to becoming one of the top wide receivers, um, particularly at the Jaguars. And yeah. if he moves on elsewhere, I mean, God knows what happens. And he's tall, he's rangy, and if he can put on a bit of size, I mean, you know. He excites me. I don't normally get excited by rookie WRs. No, I've so. never seen you this excited before. So, I don't know what's going on, but I don't expect any, any contrib- I won't be starting him this year, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I, I think you look at my Richard Matthews and a lot of people have hung shit on me for, for you know, having him and, but man, he's, he's still the trusted pair of hands there in Tennessee. He, he's not your, your standout rookie, you know, Corey Davis, but I'm quite happy with what he's going to give me week to week in PPR. Well, what's so, Corey Davis done so far? No, nah, he's been injured, so yeah. exactly. He's still a rookie. It's, that's right. All right, tight ends. The Gronk. Tight ends. I've got Gronk. I mean, man, if I can get if I can get a season out of him, then shut the gate. Um, you know, with with um, Edelman gone, yep. you know, Gronk only looks better to me. And I mean, if he can just if he can get that twelve, um, sorry, sixteen game season happening, although it's only twelve, what twelve for our fantasy. Happy days. I'm, I'm going to be stoked. So, and I've, um, you know, I've had a bit of movement in my, my tight end ranks. I've shipped a couple out and I've picked up Vance McDonald, who's now sort of gone and leapfrogged to the number one tight end at, um, Pittsburgh. That's right. I overtook my boy, Jesse James. Yeah, yeah, I'm devastated. Yeah, so I don't know what to do. I, I didn't think. expect that. And George Kittle, who I picked up from the Niners, um, never heard of him. Yeah. He, he had a pretty good camp okay. and he's basically gone to the number one. Um, the because yeah, of Vance. Yeah. Uh, is he a rookie or? Yeah, rookie. Damn. Well so, so a bit of a lucky pick up there for me. I'm not sure what it will produce, but, um, there's some pretty good mail about Kittle. So my defensive ends, anything could happen here. I've, um, I've picked up Nadam Kong Su and Jerry Hughes. I mean, who knows what happens with these guys? They could really be anything, but I think, I, I then think when I roll into my linebackers, I'm pretty, pretty happy with my linebacker. Squad there, you know, Zach Brown, new situation, but I expect him to be just as productive. Jamie Collins, BJ Goodson's like the rookie stud. Ramon Humber is a bit of a random, and Sean Lee, I mean, if he stays healthy. Oh yeah, he racks them up for sure. And Trevathan's coming back from an injury, so, uh, if he, you know, is anything what he was, he pumps out the tackles in Chicago, so. I roll on into my defensive backs and Landon Collins, arguably the number one safety in the game. So um, it'll be interesting to watch his numbers play out versus Eli's for that all-important trade that I made with uh, my Zach Ballerts. So, look, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ranked at number two. 
I kind of need to be up there, given all the trades I've made for these older guys, older performers that don't have a lot of shelf life left. If I wasn't ranked in the top two, I'd be a bit worried. Yeah, well, yeah, number two, very fair result. Um, I think you've spoken a lot about your team just then. I don't know how we're going for time. I know I spoke a bit on <laughs> when we started talking about cool running. I ramble a bit there, so. Um, see how the editing goes with that one. But, yeah, you're in your championship window. Your players are set for that. Um, you've got a few guys that have a little bit of longevity to them, but now is your time. It is my time. It's your championship window. It's open. Uh, let's see how you go. And that there wraps up the power pre-season. Yep, we'll, so we'll see how this goes throughout the year. We'll check uh, back in maybe somewhere around week eight, halfway through the season, and yep. see how things are panning out. Okay, now it's time for part three of the podcast, and it's time to talk about a very serious matter. Kids, would you step outside for a second? The birthday trade. Dear Lord, that's the loudest profanity I've ever heard. So late July, Julian has a birthday. He has a birthday. Now, Blake, we know there's love there from their trading history. Now, they've decided to do a birthday trade here. Now, I'll try to break it down for you. So, JR receives Blake's round four pick. Yep. And two dollars. Two bucks. Two so bucks. Blinded dollars. Um, now, Blake gets JR's round four pick. So, this basically means that Blake moves up nine spots in round four. Based on our hashtag power <laughs> rankings, um, in swapping his pick and paying two dollars, so he's effectively paid two dollars to move up potentially nine spots, according to the power rankings. Brad, what was your first response? Well, when I saw Jr. throw out the birthday trade call on the on the messenger, I was like, uh, yeah, I'd be interested in actually doing a proper trade, but you know. <laughs> Then I saw this thing come out, and it's like, get the fuck out. What? <laughs> Did that just actually happen? Yeah. And with round fours, I mean, I think back to our, our rookie draft, and round fours were still popular. Like they people were, were still at the time. People trying wanted to move up and down and no wanted to swap picks and stuff. And, you know, next minute, Blake's paying two bucks to move up nine spots. And, you know... Hell, I'd have done that. Yeah. Um, if I could move up nine spots for two bucks every week, I'd do it. So, I mean, look, it's it's a bit of a laugh, and you know, as as we've discussed, we'll, we'll we'll track this for interest purposes for when it comes back to you know the next rookie draft to see yeah. who gets taken, you know, and where these picks end up. But probably could have been better used as round six picks. But I mean, maybe they didn't happen to trade. I don't know, but. I don't know. I think round fours are still more valuable than what we give them when we're this far out from a draft. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. And I remember the moment very clearly when this came through. I was out at lunch. I'd gone for a scooter ride home for lunch. <laughs> and I got back to work. I was in the lift and I was reading on my phone that this trade had gone through. And I laughed out loud and everyone looked at, looked at me like, yeah, what's <laughs> this guy? On? It was hideous. You know, it was one of those moments. And I actually thought it was really, really funny. A very funny trade. But then I thought, a round four pick, I actually value a round four pick. Like, you know, that means something to me. Um, so we certainly don't encourage these kind of trades, but for lol's sake, we're going to follow this and we're going to have fun with it. 
And we'll, we'll see, as you say, see how it ends up in the rookie draft next year. What does Blake get for two dollars? <laughs> Let's oh, see. Man. Two bucks. That's cheap. Let's see. So that'll be really interesting to follow. All right, now the next segment is called Wingeries. Now, this will be a regular segment that we do um, every podcast, find out who's got the biggest Wingeries. Now, what does this word mean to you, Brad, Wingeries? So, Wingery, I guess, is something that I think you may have even come up with a PD in one of our chats one day, but it's something we use a lot. And we've kind of combined the whining of an injury to make it a Wingery. So... You know, generally the whingery is us having a complaint or a whinge about, you know, the fact that it's ruining our fantasy week or, you know, our matchup screwed because someone's got a damn whingery. So questionable leading up to, you know, like the last minute designation before the game time and stuff like that. It's all just a pain in the ass. So, yeah. yeah. So basically someone does their ACL and, you know, their career is in jeopardy. Their earning potential is, you know, at risk. Their families and everyone, their support around them, it's a big big, you know, part of their life. We sit here back in Australia and have a big look about it. We do, we do. You know, <laughs> God forbid we care about what's happening in their lives. It's yeah. all about how they're going to contribute to our, to our championship. That's right. <laughs> all right, so, Wingeries. I'm okay. That's gotta hurt! <laughs> it's gotta hurt! 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 Alright, so looking at injuries as they stand today as at 2nd of September, we're going to see, we're going to rank injury power. So starting with the least injuries on his team is you, Brad, with two injuries. Um, and then you've also got someone on IR. So do you want to run us through how that, how, how these injuries impact your team? At this point in time, um, I'm very lucky. So, <clears throat> I mean, injuries tend to be what brings championships undone. So, I mean, I hate to be excited about the fact that I've got very little, but at the moment, you know, I've only got two linebackers with the questionable status. And, you know, Sean Lee lives with a questionable status week to week. So He wakes up questionable. He wakes up questionable. He starts the game questionable. He finishes the game questionable. So I'm not really worried about him. Danny Trevathan's coming back off a patella surgery. So, you know, he, he'll probably take a couple of weeks before he's back up to, to full speed. And then I've just had Teddy Bridgewater parked away on IR. So, I mean, I'm, in, I'm a bit of a picture of health at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. surprisingly, I expect that to come undone pretty quickly, but I'll take it while I've got it. Well, injuries do happen. and they, um, yep. So, you're in 14th. Our 13th ranking is Shane with three injuries on his roster. And does he have anyone on IR? He has two guys on IR. His questionable guys are basically rookies who I'm tipping he's probably not going to be starting anyway. So, he may well even be the luckiest of us all. But, you know, when you look at who he's got on IR, Malcolm Smith, that was a bit of a blow uh, as, a li- as a linebacker there at San Fran, and Chad Kelly. I mean, you know, Shane's got two of the top three quarterbacks, so Chad Kelly on IR, not a big deal. Yep. 
All right. Um, now we've got three teams with four guys. So we'll start with Ben Campbell. These don't really hurt Ben. No. Um, the issue here for him might be the defensive backs. But outside of that, I think it's um, it's not really hurting Ben, so he hasn't got too much to whinge about. Yep. Now moving on to Matty, he's got four as well. The danger zone. Yeah, so, I mean, he's got two wide receivers with questionable status. Not a huge deal for him either. He's still got his, his guns um, in the healthy spot. Dion Buchanan coming back off surgery. Um, DeAndre Levy, I think he's not even signed. So, yeah, free um, agent currently, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, not a big deal for him. And, you know, he's got Mario Edwards tucked away there on IR, who looks like he's actually going to have to be promoted back into the starting lineup. So... Not too bad. Yeah. Um, so moving on to Chips as well with four. Okay, so Joe Flacco, Doug Martin, he's suspended obviously for those first three games. So he's got, you know, he's got the handcuff there and Jakiza Rogers. So no real damage there. Willie Sneed as Breaking of this news morning. Today. Breaking news. Willie what Sneed. was the suspension for? I saw well, I saw this. two different things. I saw one being a substance abuse and then I saw okay. a later article saying it was a drunk driving. Ah. And he was suspended under the uh, alcohol slash disciplinary policy. Okay. So um, unless they sort of have that as the, you know, the, the umbrella offence being the substance abuse and alcohol is one of those. So mm. interesting. And look, Eric Ebron's pretty much missed most of camp, um, but they're saying he's pretty close to being right. So not too bad. And Jimmy Ward. Probably, you know, hanging on by the skin of his teeth there in San Fran. They're talking up Chakisky Tart, ready to <laughs> slot tough. in on that spot. So, you know, Chips, probably not too bad. Yeah, um, yeah not much um, wingery power for these guys no, at the moment. No, um, it's not too bad. So moving on to Dan with five wingeries. John Ross, he's just hurt himself, so not too big of a deal. Uh, a couple of weeks out, they're saying. Tyrell Williams, I think he's going to be fine. Curtis Samuel, um, I think he also just twinged something just recently. I can't remember the exact news, so not a big deal. And then John Bostick, I mean, he's probably not even starting. And Ryan Shazier, that guy is like Sean Lee. He lives with questionable status above his head, so no big deal. And then you look down on his IR, and he's got Devontae Booker, who's got wrist problems, I think. Yep. Um, so he's CJ Anderson's backup. And Denzel Perryman, he's definitely out, so... Yeah, so again, nothing um, season nothing earth-shattering there. It's, the, the um, it's more just annoying when you use those ones. Yeah. So. so we've got Dovey as well with five. All right, so the Dove boat. Now, he's got <clears throat> Zeke. I mean, Ooh, yeah. this is the biggest off-season story yes. there. He's going around Let's talk moment, about Zeke. So. Zeke. I mean, look, I mean, I can't decide which side of the camp I'm on. I want to see him suspended <laughs> um, purely for my own gain. However... I mean, it seems like a really messy situation. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of direct evidence pointing to him needing to be suspended. And Goodall came out initially saying, you know, he definitely committed the offence and was violent and needed to be suspended. And then there's all this chatter going on about, you know, he's filed his injunctions and whatever else. And, man, I don't know. Like, Goodall can still put him on the um, exclusion list, which, which he did with Brady. Um, so even if he gets his overturned, you know, God knows what happens with Goodall. He's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a hater. So, what do you think? Oh well, you know, the NFL, you know, Goodall's the the jury. He's the he's the judge. He's, he's the executioner. Thing. Like, you know, there's a, not a robust, no. uh, you know, format of how he delivers these suspensions. So, right. um, anything can happen. That's right. 
watch this space, I guess. We should know pretty shortly. All right, so moving on to six injuries, we've got the, the dark horse, Mac Attack. So Jeremy Hill, um, I think he hurt himself. He hurt his ankle during one of the preseason games. So they were saying basically bring on Mixon. So not sure what happens there. Zach Zena, um, look, I think he's he's a long way back from starting anyway. Um, Abdullah's firing there, and they've got Riddick as the pass catcher, so not a big deal. Um, Jordan Reed, his his issue is one that seems to be hanging around longer than they want to. So that's a, that's definitely a watch this space. If he goes down or can't get that under control, then Blake definitely loses some power there in tight end. Then we look down at the wide ra- <laughs> the the injured reserve, and this one's you know. Up there with the best of them, and that's Edelman. So. Yeah, definitely one of the, the biggest injuries of the preseason. Yeah, definitely. And there's um, probably only one more that we'll touch on a little bit later. Um, but, you know, Edelman, it's, it's had a lot of mail about it, and it's a, it's a big deal. It's it's probably the biggest, really. Yeah, definitely. Now, we've also got on six injuries is Clinto. So he here, I mean... Not a huge big deal for his guys. Probably the two main ones with the questionable status are Eifert and Hopkins. And then you look down to his injured reserves, Jake Butt, the tight end from Denver, and then Will Fuller. So, I mean, yeah. he, he's already got one of the Houston WRs up there anyway in Hopkins. So, yeah. so not nothing really derailing his season right now. No. Okay, now we move up to seven injuries. So the, the injury power is getting strong at this point. Brad Butler... What have we got here? We've got a few of his wide receivers, Moncrief, Braxton Miller, and Humphreys. The only one probably of relevance there is Moncrief. I think he's going to be good to go, though. Uh, Kadeem Carey is no longer relevant at um, Chicago now that Tarek Cullen is in the, the backup role behind Howard there. Hello, Julian. Hello, Julian. Great steal. And then you look down through the rest of his squad. Um, Cliff Avril and Ezekiel Ansar both have the questionable next to them. I think they'll both be right to go. And then we come down to the bottom, and he's got Clayton Gebbers, who, I mean, stud defensive back, but they're talking he could still be out for quite a number. He started on the pup, I think, or okay. is about to be placed on the pup. So Yeah, and then that hurts... Um... Brad Butler in two ways. Yeah. Fantasy perspective and then his cult love. And then he's also a cult love, that's right. So, so that's a double blow. Unlucky. And, you know, unlucky for Clayton Gibbers having neck problems. Mm. Um, but, you know, we tend to not worry about... Oh, forget about how it impacts their day-to-day <laughs> life and their future earnings <laughs> exactly. and their contract expectations, uh, you know. <laughs> and the wives and girlfriends are put up with, you know, that's not... Yeah, yeah we don't care about them. No. Nah. All right, so I, I've also got seven injuries. Yep. So for you... Rico Gathers, um, he's going to be a real good get for you, Rico Gathers. But yeah, every time he does well, I send a little message to Julian. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So he's got the questionable tag, but I mean, you're not starting him anyway. I don't think. Oh yeah. Perfect is a is a painful one, um, but happy that you got the games reduced from five to three. Was it? I yeah, think. Very pleased with that. Um, he he loves to to hit people. He does. He's, he's a crazy man. So I mean that's good. He's got that drop. So you've got Minter there anyway to sort of give you a bit of coverage while he's out. Yeah. Andrew Luck is probably a story here. They're saying potentially just week one or two, um, but uh, concerning that they just can't get this shoulder right. Yeah, they've been very cryptic, and to be honest, I'm a bit worried about Andrew mm. Luck. I'm very happy to have Dak Prescott Definitely. available, even though he's coming up against the Giants in round one. He's got like the hardest first six games. He's got a few tough games. Yeah, he's got the worst schedule to start, but 
Anyways, and Raycon McQuillan. Raycon McQuillan. Um, I was I was very excited about this guy. I picked him up in round six, pick, yep. pick twelve. And uh, thank you to all the beat writers out there that said he's in a rubbish situation and he's <laughs> never going to make the starters. He was ready to go as a starting middle linebacker by round one. He had such a great camp. Yep. First snap, NFL career. What does he do? Gone. Gone. ACL. Unbelievable. Season ending. So, uh, you know, he doesn't really hurt my team being on IR right now, but I no. was excited though. He's definitely a future, future for you, future rebuild prospect. So. Yeah. All right, well, enough about my team. I've been talking about my team too much. Now, Hacho comes in at number two with the most wingery power. All What's right, he got? so he's got Turban, Williams, and Woodhead as his running backs with the questionable tag. Only one he's probably starting there might be Danny Woodhead, I think. So not a huge big deal. I think Danny's going to be right to go. But, you know, that guy, is, his knees are made of glass. So it's only a matter of time until he's got the questionable tag next to him again. Frank Clark, questionable. Quan Alexander, um, definitely don't want that guy sitting out. So I think he's got the questionable tag just as a precaution. I think he'll play. Leonard Floyd and Tahir Whitehead. Sean Williams, questionable for a defensive back. Um, not a big deal. He's got plenty of coverage again. And then Ryan Tannehill. And then his beloved Chargers, like the, the most cursed team for injuries ever, Mike Williams, out. Um, how long that herniated issue in his back is going to take him out for, I don't know. They're saying he could be right to go pretty shortly, but I don't know. You don't you don't like back injuries on young players, no, no. especially wide receivers. So, yeah, massive injuries there for Hacho um, with nine. Now, we're coming in with the most power. Julian with the most injury power. He's got run through the injuries here. It's probably, you know, this probably links in a little bit to, um, his, his least power in the genuine power rankings. So, JR, I mean, man, you got, you got some bad luck on your side, buddy. Tyrod Taylor got smashed the other day, um, straight into a concussion, I think. Oh, so, brutal. He's got the questionable tag. And you come down, Odell Beckham's got ankle problems. I mean, I saw a video of him dancing on his ankle in the change room the other day, so I'm guessing he should be okay. But, you well, know. Well, he's okay for Instagram. Exactly. There yeah. you know, Insta hose. <laughs> Cooper Cup, I don't think there's any concerns there. Tyler Lockett, probably a little bit irrelevant. Jordan Matthews has got chest problems. Um, you know, you'd like him to be healthy given the trade he just made with you to get Matthews. Yeah. So, um, he gave away Sammy Watkins in that one. And Taewon Taylor, probably irrelevant at this point in time. Safari and Jenkins, um, could be a little sneaky play there at the Jets this year, but he's suspended. Eric Swoop, the tail of the swoop. Um, he's just had knee problems as well. So yeah, This is interesting if we stop at tight end for Julian right now. Who's he starting week one? Oh, he has to start Swoop with the chance of no points. <laughs> I, I thought it wasn't too long ago when Julian had about four had or five, five tight ends. Yeah, yeah, and he and traded you Hooper. And, yeah, yeah. Who's he starting? And to note, he doesn't have any defensive linesmen or a kicker. Wow. So the a bit of work to do coming. for Julian week one. So the cuts are coming. He's either going to have to make some swift trades or drop some chumps. And then his love, his, his man crush, Cameron Meredith. Ah, on injured reserve. All he did was harp on about the Glennon and Meredith yep. love. Yeah. And, you know, he had you know, huge things in store for Meredith he this did. year. And he, you know, you look at what's happened. He's lost Sammy. He's lost Meredith. You know, I mean, he's still got some great WRs, but 
He really took a hit with those two. He sure did. Julian really loves to invest in wide receivers and quarterbacks in horrible situations. Yeah. So he's got his Chicago connection and uh, Meredith gone. Heartbreaking. Yeah, my heart bleeds for you, JR. Unlucky, bro. Trade doors always open, though. I know this really hurt you, JR. Um, But, hey, get moving. you got to get yourself some DLs and some TEs. I'm sure you can work it out. And that wraps it up. Ten, ten on the injury power. Yeah. So that's that's where we leave our injury segment. Okay, so now we're going to talk about some alternative hashtag power rankings. So many power rankings. Yes, the initial power rankings had some controversy about them. So we've done some alternative power. Make people feel the love. Yes, and these power rankings are based on who's paid their league fees. The league fee. So this kind of blew up during the week a little bit. It did. Now we've broken the alternative hashtag power into four tiers. Four tiers. So we're going to start with tier four. And this is the weakest power. The weakest power. So these guys, they haven't paid and they haven't even got in touch about a payment. Unbelievable. So Brad Butler, what's his excuse? Uh, look, I'm going to throw it out there that this guy's either spent all his money on his latest brew yep. or he's just so tied up running a billion leagues and drafting a, you know, squazillion other leagues that he's just burnt all his cash and, you know, yep. he's trying to work out who he can pay last. So yep. <laughs> that's my reasoning for Brad Butler's abstaining. Fair enough. Now we've got Clinto now as well. I think with Clinto, his group discussions, he's always talking about lube. What's going on there? Has he blown all his money on lube? He, I mean, look, he's been at the Swans every other week, so he's obviously not shy of a bit of coin. Yeah. Um, he's, he's just where he's placing his priorities, so yeah. not really sure. I mean, in theory, whilst he's sitting at the Swans cheering them home in the finals, he should be transferring his 35 bucks to the, the 35 treasure. 35 bucks. I know some guys make it's that like in like three beers of the football. Three beers. And um, the other one to note there, the Dovemeister. I'm guessing wifey's got the chains on the cash. Um, he's, he's a married he's, man now. He's a married man. He's just mortgaged a house, yeah. you know. They've got their house together, so I'm tipping she's tightened the wallet a little bit and yeah. he's only got enough money for his daily coffee. Yeah, welcome to the life, Dove. Um, we all live it. <laughs> um, tier three. All right. So now tier three... These guys have made payments following the most recent messenger discussion. The debacle that was. The debacle that was. So, Facebook. Yes. What is Facebook? So one one thing I want to know here, Hutchie comes in over the top and complains about the fact that he's commissioner and chasing chasing people for money is an absolute rubbish thing to have to do. Yet he was one that still hadn't paid. So I take offence at that, Hutch, and I take offence at you saying, come on, man, you can see the payment details on the page. I went and looked at your stupid page and there was no payment details. So you got something to answer for, buddy. You can't come out all hot, swinging, guns blazing, and still be a little bitch about it when you haven't paid yourself. So. Oh, boom, boom. All right. Well, yeah, Hutch, he's, he's paid up now. Um, I guess he's got kids and a wife. You know, he's on the budget it's as the well. the kid chat. It's always the kid yeah. chat. It's ah, I'm kid wrangling. I'm putting kids. kids to bed. Oh, I didn't have yeah. time to pay my money. I'm buying my kids an ice cream. Yeah, I get these messages from Hutch. It's like 11 p.m. and he's at emergency and his kid's throwing up. Unbelievable. Like, you know, uh, Not yeah. living. No. But the rest of us in that tier... Maddie, me, and Rambo, we've all paid our cash now. We've all paid. And um, two other guys, Shane and Dan, they haven't paid, but they've got valid reasons why, and they've yeah. made contact as for that. So yeah. um, tier two, these guys are getting stronger with the payments. 
Payment power. All right, so, so number four in the payment power rankings, we've got Chips. Chipples. So, not really sure. He's, um, I guess, you know, just got the job done. He has. Um, he's come through in a good time frame after Hacho's an, an initial notice about yep. the league fees, so he's done well. He's probably set himself a little calendar reminder or something to do yep. it on payday. So, so much respect to yep. Chips. Good job, Chipples. Number three, the Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Blake. Blakey, um, yeah, look, not much to say there. I think he's obviously just keeping life on on the road. It's, you know, just ticking off the boxes as he needs to. So yeah. good job, buddy. Good payments. Thanks, Blake. Now, moving into the top tier of top the tier. most alternative hashtag power. Now, number two comes in the finance man, the Wall Street guy, Geordie. Geordie, the man of mystery. You'd expect this from Geordie. You would. Um, but his checks and balances. Yeah, I mean, look, he would have been doing a profit and loss statement of his daily spending and yeah. realised that he had, you know, 35 bucks left over one yeah. day and would have thought to himself, well, hang on, I just need to pay my league fees. So yeah. would have, um, you know, fixed up the profit and loss and got him back on a, a you know, an even balance. Yeah, so much respect to Geordie. And, of course, that leaves us with the most payment, hashtag power. And this guy needs some power somewhere. He's desperate for power. Yeah, well, he he just came through number one with the most whingery power. That's right. Now so, he's got the most payment power. And they're not the sort of powers I'd want, but we'll, we'll yeah. let it be. So, JR, One well extreme done, to the other. He's got the, the lowest ranking power pre-season, but he takes home payment power and whingery power. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Uh, I'm guessing that's because you've got nothing better to do with your life than focus on fantasy football. and yeah. So it's I'm, a good life you lived. Yeah, yeah. I'm tipping you pretty much paid as soon as the first thing came out about the rules. So yeah. good job, buddy. High fives. Yeah. Thanks, Julian. Okay, so that brings us to the end of episode three. We're rolling right on into the start of the NFL season. We're coming in hot now. And it's like five sleeps or something. Yeah, so. I'm ready to go. I think everybody's ready to go, and you know it's. Go, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the the big headlines of week one. What what's going to be the you know bold bold headline of week one? Yeah, let's see who has the biggest injuries yeah. coming up because um, injuries do happen. I think there's going to be another season end of week one. That's my prediction for a big star. I just don't know where it's going to be. All right, well, good luck to everybody. Good luck, guys. Roster cuts. Roster cuts. Hope they don't hurt you too much. Until next time, job bless. Job bless. Can't wait to meet